Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Welcome to the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. And uh, please do follow us. Uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms: the iTunes, Google, Spotify, Amazon. And follow us on social media. Uh, and do tell your friends as well, because you know your your life may depend upon it. <laughs> okay, so for this new part of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show, I'm joined by my my old mucker. Andrew Bloody Heskins, who is the the very head of EasternKicks.com, which I the big head, I, <laughs> the big head, the number what one it, floating head, maybe the big sort of kind of classic, the Gong Tao, Gong Tao style, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say the the UK's most popular and well written, you know, mm. website about Asian film and everything. One or two of your writers are fantastic, you know. Yeah, I reckon so, <laughs> and some of them are quite good. Some of them are quite good, but. But yeah, so Andy's going to chat with me about some Category 3, because, you know, ah! Oh my God, we, I've just been attacked by a cat. Mm. And the, the goddamn, what do you see, cat? Three cat? <laughs> a Category 3 rated cat, you stay down, devil. Devil! Aww. Uh, ridiculous creature. But Andy, yeah, so Andy's no, he's no stranger to Category 3 cinema himself, everything. And the website, you know, it covers a lot of stuff. We, we have the, the weekly extreme, Cine Extremes column, which we, we can mention a bit about as well, covering mm. stuff. So, but um, for yourself, like if I say, like, you know, if you say Category 3 to, category three to you, like, what do you think about, you know, what kind of jumps out as a Category 3 film? First thing is, well, as a Category 3, I mean, the first thing I was going to say was the logo is just, it's one of the most iconic. Yeah, 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 that's a nice one. It'd be good to get a tattoo of that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Oh, would, it, would it be terrible if somebody did it and they got it wrong and they gave you a cat? A 2B. A 2B. That would be most embarrassing, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, I mean, there's, there's all, uh, you, I mean, there's two sides of it. There was the kind of extreme um, gore, which normally involves dumplings that may very well... Uh, <laughs> Have come from the long pig, perhaps. The, the old long pig, indeed. Um, yeah, you know, untold story. I mean, that's kind of yeah, you know, it's a classic. The the, and then there's the other side where you've got all the sex and zen and various kind of mm. erotic ghost story and those sort of things. That I mean, as I said, the kind of two sides that kind of the sex spr- and violence. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think that's fair, man. But like, sex, violence, and dumplings. Because uh, we we have other ones which I don't I never quite like to categorize as category three in the same way you know the swearing ones stuff like Bulgaria, you, you know or or one that's been uh, just because it was, you know certain themes it covers I guess stuff like Happy Together, you mm. know or, or or whatnot so we you know I guess when we're talking about category three we are more talking about the the sex and the violence ones and everything like that so, um, but with any particular examples any ones that jump out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to just be hearing that cat all the way through. 
ridiculous. It's being very loud. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, Any favorites or just which which were the first ones you saw? I mean, I think it's it's for me. I think getting access to a lot of that stuff. Uh, I heard about it, but not necessarily. You know, could get hold of properly. Mm. I mean, because one of the big problems with Capri, um, and it's true to a lesser degree on BCDs and later this, I think, than the DVD, but quite often you'd have a film that was rated Capri, but they'd still cut it. Yeah, that's for, true. It's for right. home video release. Mm-hmm. So it kind of put you off often. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, you know, kind of getting hold of those, those, those copies. You know, I mean, untold. Mm. Untold story. It was only the U.S. version, the U.S. Laserdisc, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the proper uncut version. That's true, and um, I guess for guys like us, you know, who are used to the old, um, you know, it sounds like we're being super nerdy about it, but mm. you know, the old video nasties days and stuff like, knowing something was cut by twenty three seconds was, <laughs> or you were missing that mm. scene in the Beyond where the you know little girl's head got the little girl zombie got the hole in her head, and stuff. That's right. So but those it's kind of the, things they matter. There is, they, things, they do yeah. matter, and yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, I think nowadays it's, pro- it's probably worse than it was. Well, yeah, back yeah. in our day where we'd go, oh, there'd been a couple of cuts for it to get through on the BBFC <laughs> video. Yeah, nowadays somebody's incensed. There's two frames you missed off of this, and it's supposed to be the most complete version ever. <sighs> it was so much harder in those old days for like tracking stuff down though, without. Uh, you know, the internet was around, but what you absolutely it wasn't down to that kind of frame by frame where you'd see. You know, it's very cool that you get these comparison sites and stuff where stuff is missing. But yeah, for Category 3 stuff, when we're starting to see this stuff in the early 2000s, and 100% completely agree, it was really hard getting stuff. I mean, I I was kind of like, uh, it always sounds dodgy, but it was tape trading back in those days. <laughs> it always sounds like some sort of Whitnail and I type thing. You're a tape trader, sir. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, it's only a couple of levels up, really, <laughs> But I, got, I managed to get the untold story, but which I'd only been told of as being like Bun Man at mm. that stage. And I, I'd, I'd actually heard of like the guinea pig stuff before I'd heard of that. Probably because yeah. you know, Charlie Sheen and everything. <laughs> God bless him. But, you know, getting... <laughs> True story. Yeah, people weren't... Because obviously, like, for Western, or, you know, say, UK guys, it would be the martial arts stuff they were tracking down. Yeah. Or, or yeah. The, the John Woo stuff, kind of, at that period. It wasn't really the eternal evil Asia you know some things like that and there was there were so few of them which were actually released in the uk even in cut form you know mm. like stuff naked killer i mean naked i still remember naked killer 2 being released or which was you know always great by an angel, an angel. Yeah. Yeah, but i seem was. to remember it being released and it had that cover just of that very short scene where uh ching mi yao and, and what's her name are acting in some action film and you see them with guns I seem to remember that being the front cover for you know Naked Killer too. That's right on a UK yeah, yeah, release. Yeah. So. That's by MIA or whatever. MIA. Yeah. <laughs> all made. There was also the, so yeah. it was missing in action. All made in Hong Kong. It's one of those. Two. It'd be one of the one yeah. of those two, but there weren't. Uh, I was making a list of some of them earlier, and uh, I mean we got some later ones like Revenge, a love story, uh, mm. came out 3D Sex and Zen. Yeah. Uh, of course, and again in cut form, but I don't think it was cut from sex. I think it was just cut because the full version is like two hours. <laughs> There's not a, two hours, isn't it? Two hours, three minutes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think the cut version was 108 or something. But yeah, I don't think they cut the sex from it or, or the sort of weird levitating giant penis thing and stuff because it was quite a harmless film. But And Robotrix, right? Robotrix came <laughs> Which out. Which was also that was, But the Hong Kong one that was cut as well, right? Oh, I think it might have been, yeah. Pretty sure some of the more rapier <laughs> kind of elements of the film were trimmed a bit and stuff. Yeah. 
But yeah, there, there was, back in those days, it, it was we were just gonna for guys like us getting into like the importing the DVDs, whether it was DDD House, Yes Asia, mm. or I was gonna buy stuff off eBay, and even then it was kind of like pirated, not great quality copies. Somebody copying the Hong Kong DVDs, and a lot of those like my original Untold Story DVD was terrible quality, I and mean, it was proper, like panned and scanned or four four three ratio. Huh. Might have been off one of Laserdisc releases. I looked more like VCD quality, oh, to be honest. Wow. At that stage, it was it was appalling. And then, like you said, then when I saw the the uncut US release, you you, you saw the bits and bits and pieces which were missing. Because I'd read, you know, interview with Anthony Wong saying stuff was cut from it, but nobody seemed to care that much about a lot of this Cat Three stuff for genre fans. So, which was a shame. But um, but yeah, any favorites then? If you had to pick a couple of ones, which which really kind of stand out to you. Uh, or just stand in the memory even if you don't massively like them which I'm, I'm going to go out there I mean things that, that you again it's coming back to stuff that you forget is, is cat free but mm. actually you know bring it right up to date or relatively Pulse of Cool <laughs> ah yes is, great film yeah yeah Philip yeah. Young with that a great film that is category theory and yeah. also I mean, when he's kind of getting into the sort of the cutting up and the things and it's all done in a sort of blurry yeah. crystal out of focus way that's that's especially when you see that on the big screen you're like Whoa. yeah 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 that's, that's a bit much oh it's a uh, an outlier I guess mm. in a lot of like modern Hong Kong cinema that as well um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the older stuff I mean a lot again you know a lot of it was because it was kind of cut so yeah you know and and so many of the films, when you had them on Laserdisc, you know, even before they had a UK release, would be cut. Mm. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the ones. Yeah, I mean, Untold Story again. I mean, some of the, yeah. I mean, I you think... know, I mean, that, 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 there was that series. I mean, not all of them were cat free, but you know, yeah. you've got the Untold Story, you've got the Brother Syndrome, and you've got mm. you know the, the one. It, it's not a cat free, but it's kind of on the road, which is well, quite literally Taxi Hunter. Which Taxi is... Hunter, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a fun. That's a great film as well. But you're right. I think there is this kind of core of them, like, and obviously Herman Yao's ones. But then, you know, poor old uh, bloody bloody Billy Tang, who, mm. who sadly passed last year. You know, uh, Run to Kill, uh, Run and Kill, sorry, and Red to Kill, everything. Which, which ones I didn't, I didn't see, unfortunately. Well, I mean, you should. I mean, I mean, I, I can understand. I mean, Red to Kill is one of those ones that's just classic, sort of ultimate, hard to justify <laughs> category three and everything. You know, with a you know the mad lawyer who's on, there's no think, no no other way to say it. Doesn't that bring us onto kind of the thing that's almost? I don't want to use the word cute or naive, but there's mm. something about cat-free films which never feels as grotesque as yeah as it should do. It's a tough because it's, right, it's kind of weird. You can't. I mean, it's it's the kind of you know what? It's sort of weird. It's kind of difficult to defend, but somehow they don't feel as unpleasant as they should they don't feel mm. as explosive you know I mean they are, obviously they are explosive but they're explosive in a very old fashioned yeah. kind of William Castle kind of a way they're not it's 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 <laughs> not the I think that's a really good yeah. way of putting it the William Castle because they are they're just there for the the kind of gonzo horror and shit. I don't think yeah you're right that there isn't kind of like a, a dedicated nastiness even when it's getting like really sadistic or you know gory and stuff as it very frequently does it's not there isn't I mean I guess say like compared to some Japanese stuff and everything although I would categorize the guinea pig films as a bit wacky yeah like, you definitely. know we, we've talked about ourselves before but um, with the category three stuff and, and 
the titles don't always help or the English <laughs> the, the English translations and I guess that's one thing we've you know you've kind of seen with like you know Eastern Kicks and the reviews for the like, scenic extreme stuff um, some of the films which go by without you know too much of a flicker of you know umbrage or anything against them despite their content and then reviewing one of the Raped by an Angel series which one was it was it the, it was the Raped by an Angel I think fact, fantasy, sexual fantasy, the chief executive. Yes. That's right. I mean, that triggered a lot of people who, I mean, and, that, and that's a classic example of one. It's, you know, everything about it is just incredibly stupid. And mm. the, the one or two kind of like rape scenes in it are, you know, they're absolutely ridiculous. And on the one hand, absolutely. It's, you know, you, you have the, the awkwardness of it being played for entertainment, but, you know, compared to other films and stuff, it, it's not it's not a, sad, a sadistic a film or anything like that mm. because it's so bizarre and it's so frankly stupid it's you know it's not either titillating or some weird power fantasy it's just an absolutely bizarre ridiculous piece of Wong Jing <laughs> you know entertainment uh, and if it didn't have that name you know it, it probably wouldn't upset people I mean there's, there's, there is a you know I mean, all these things have these, these terrible names and it is it is just weird you know just the, the way that people are that they cannot see beyond yeah the name you know and okay the name was there to kind of draw the crowds and he, he does it I mean, even, even the name know, like rape by an angel doesn't make any damn sense no. I mean who's the angel yeah is it, I mean in the first one Simon Yam I mean he doesn't, he's not like even any kind of rapist or anything in it, so it's a it's a really bizarre series mm. uh, in that respect because none of them have any really redeeming qualities or anything like that you know whether or not they tie into Naked Killer I mean and Naked Killer was you know there was a lot more straightforward you know again mm. it was a bit you know it's got the sort of very exploit I'd say more exploitative sort of lesbian angle and everything yeah. which is played for cheap titillation I mean all of this has the fingerprints of Wong Jing all over it anyway mm. you know I, I, which ties in with pretty much everything he was doing not just at that time but at <laughs> pretty much any time so probably the the sort of legacy of category three in that way that kind of that problematic stuff is like the end what's being actually played out in so many of these films is you know is being played for whether it's for wackiness or laughs uh, and it's not it's very hard to justify stuff and, mm. and when i'm writing about stuff for eastern kicks even writing about something like especially say red to kill you know where you have like a lawyer who suddenly he somehow managed to have a whole career where he hasn't seen the color red and, and gone absolutely insane. It's just nuts, and he. There's no other way to say it. it's a film about a guy who you know breaks into a home for the, the mentally challenged and, you know, rapes woman at night and usually wearing wrestling costume and everything. So I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty horrendous film, you know, in many many respects and everything. But it's also so insane that when you're watching it, it's just you can't imagine anyone either being titillated buying it. Uh, by being, you know, turned on by it, by being inspired by it. It's just, it's a, it's a bizarre piece of film. And uh, this was such a sort of flashpoint 
in Hong Kong cinema, which we mm. didn't really see. You know, even the stuff from like Japan, which was hyper gory, and I, I think a lot of the violence was more sexualized in a way which was supposed to be, you know, some kind of titillation for, for yeah. people. Um, I think this kind of this kind of period of Category Three is very different to that because it, it was, I'm going to say slapdash. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was equivalent to the way they were doing comedy at the time as well the kind of Stephen Chow like Molotai just throw everything at the screen I mean even stuff like Horrible High Heels where the, the guy still one of the most bizarre Category 3 scenes where the villain who prances around in his leopard skin unfortunately very tight pants and everything and a bag on his head and you know he, he's after the 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 sort of young uh, attractive girl and stuff but he can't get her so he he gets the goose and he you know takes a picture of her puts it on the ass of the goose and yeah, you know, you can, I mean, who even, how do you even think about putting that in a damn film? <laughs> what purpose does it serve? You know, it's not, it's not, it's not even like an expression of character, like some Hannibal Lecter type stuff. It just shows that this guy is just, and you get a close-up of the ghost going, ah! <laughs> it just sums up the, the absolute, and there's this absolute, and I think that's what's kind of maybe attractive about the character stuff is some, it is this kind of like cavalier insanity. To them there's no narrative sense mm. there's not even clear why stuff is happening because you can't really imagine people massively thinking oh that's cool or that's this or that's that or anything some of these films seem to have just existed for the purpose of their poster or their you know their tagline or whatever to actually get people into cinemas and i mean I'm, and of course apart i mean like the untold story of both syndrome is different you know because they they actually do have some some substance to them you know herman yo had some purpose in making those ones but But it's interesting, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Port of Call, though, because we're not going to see this again, though, are we? Mm. I mean, Port of Call, I guess, being directed by Philip Young, whose who's most recent film, um, what's the, so Three of, Theory of Ambitions, or, I forget it, it always sounds like the IRA the wind, thing. The wind blows. The, the, the wind, wind blows the barley. Blows. Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, without having been pulled. Uh, and you know, not really knowing what's happening to that now, uh, you can't imagine we're going to see more Category Three stuff anymore, right? I mean, that it must be mm. it must be dead. Um, and I guess even maybe retrospectively, some of these films are going to receive some kind of banner, or, or at least just no nobody's going to want to bother to release, release them, them, remaster yeah. them, and stuff. Um, and as we've seen ourselves through other stuff we've done, trying to even find out who owns these films or what state they're in, or can they be remastered or anything? So, a lot of these are just going to sadly be lost. But some of them are coming out again then now, aren't they? Some, 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 some of the bigger ones, coming I out guess. On, uh, so, what you had an erotic ghost CNF story. And... Well, that's just the oh, so from you're right, you're right. The, yeah, the, the Blu ray ones in Hong yeah, Kong. But yeah. will that will that still happen now? That is a question. Yeah. I think it'll happen until somebody stops them. If you know what I mean. But I, do, I, 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 do. I think because those guys, yeah. of, of, I don't know. I mean, and there's some questions. I've seen some conversations. I've not seen the, the DVDs themselves. I yeah. all know the comparative points, but I think I'm not entirely sure where they're getting all 
their versions from. Okay. Um, I think they might just be, you know, whatever, maybe Fortune Star has or whatever. Okay. Big companies, but there is talk that they, you know, are they still the same edited version that was came, that came out from and yeah. or one that had a weird cut. And basically they are. It's not like anyone's it's probably not, remastering yeah. them. There might be a decent copy they're taking them off of. I think, yeah, you know, some of the ones I've seen, they're, they're, they look really good, definitely. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched that many, but stuff like, um, not a Capri film, but the um, Ronnie Yao film, the Trail. The Trail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always want to see The Trial as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the films like that, I'm not saying some other ones as well, they, you know, they are very, very, you know, where there are good versions, there are very, very good copies of them, but if they're ones that have received cuts in the past, then they're still going (sighs) to... I mean, that old footage is probably lost uh, for a lot of cases. For them, unless somebody's actually keeping the original reels, which, you know, as we know, like some of these companies are now real estate companies or they've just not cared because these films were, you know, cash grabs, you know, for want of a better phrase. Like the chances of that stuff being actually properly preserved is pretty, mm. it's sadly pretty low and stuff. Man. Even stuff like um, Herman Yao's last one, like Gong Tao. Well, he did a couple of them. He did that, what, The Sleep Curse? King Curse, yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that? Did you watch that? I didn't see that in the end. It was good. It, it was kind of, it was a weird bit more messy than some of his other stuff. Is, I mean, Herman, yeah, most of his stuff, even for some of his lesser ones, it's usually surprisingly like quite coherent compared to, you know, general exploitation directors and stuff. But The Sleep Curse was a bit messier, it, just in the editing and stuff. But it still had a few proper old school Cat 3 scenes in there. Which, but it didn't feel like overall like a full Cat 3 film and stuff. But it's a shame that, that um, Gong Tao or it went through, a, it was called Voodoo, I think, in its US release. But it didn't get released in the UK, right? I don't remember it getting released, no. Because like the rotten baby scenes and things like that. The rotten dead baby and everything. But I guess that, that's been always been one of the things for UK audiences. It's just, you've always had to seek out these films mm. and try and find them, which is a shame. And that's why. Yeah, I can't really see a massive future for it, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully Eastern Kicks will continue to champion. Because a lot of these films, that's probably one of the only resource in, in English writing. Some, I mean, not either some of these stuff is good stuff like uh, Suburb Murder or Trilogy of Lust Part 2, which is still probably the worst category three film I've seen. <laughs> but, you know, I, and I guess the, the lesson is we probably just won't go into recording uh, reviewing, sorry, some of the more, some of the ones which are more, you know, rape focused and stuff. I'm not really, it just doesn't seem too much point in getting into stuff like, you know, extreme rape, devil of rape, you know, the fatal rape, all that stuff. I, it, it seems like a very unfortunate subgenre. It's a bit different, from, a bit different from the uh, you know, various vampire, hopping Jiangxi vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can just go on and do those, and there's no one, nobody worries, but. Uh, yeah, but for, for the other Rapey ones. films, yeah, no. no it's, uh, and if they've got no redeeming... And they usually don't have any redeeming features, but it's... <laughs> I don't know, it just seems strange that there was this subgenre at the time where, where this seemed to be the main thing. So I don't know, really know that... It would be an interesting cultural... If somebody had a quick cultural history of it, it would be interesting to know why that kind of was, you know? I'm going to hazard a guess that a few films were quite successful and then everybody <laughs> I think that's sorry that's I think that I think that's fair and I'm guessing Wong Jing was probably behind all of it 
<laughs> well, or Wong Jing wannabes. Or Wong Jing wannabes. It was all connected somehow, man. But <laughs> Whiskey bikini. 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 Whiskey bikini.